When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, here we go. Paul's Eye Show brought to you by Archie's on Carson Street. Get on to Archie's, the official chicken wing of the fan. Archie's home of 80 wings Monday through Thursday. Home of the Paul's Ice Grilled Cheese Sandwich. So get down to Archie's and have a good time. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Peters Township is them online at southhillsjeep.com. Well, it is the longest active winning streak in Major League Baseball. It's possessed by the team that plays right down there on the North Shore. That would be your Buccos. The second best record in Major League Baseball. The big thing is, and the question is, is it real or is it fiction? That's the question that you have to ask. Is it real or is it fiction? And I would tell you the first thing and the most important thing. I don't know how anybody could know that. But I will tell you, um, it's just amazing to me that Derek Shelton got a contract extension. I wrote about this in the Post-Gazette today. And, and the reason I would tell you this, there's no... There's no reason why he should have got a contract extension right now. A little later, a little bit later, it's going to be, you know, a situation of where um, I think that if in August or in, you know, late August, early September, the Pirates are still... Uh, have a good record, and it looks like they're going to finish, uh, you know, reasonably strong. I'm not saying they have to have a winning record, but if they win 70 games this year or 72 games this year, I'm not sure why exactly Derek Shelton would get an extension. 
So to me, why not wait to see what happens before doing it? And again, I get it. They, they you know, made sure that they told us a bunch of times during that press conference, oh, this was worked on before they started winning well, winning games. This was, this was not, this isn't about them starting strong. Here's the thing I would ask you, Joel. I, I, I get it. They were going to do this anyway because Shelton's the, the man for the job. Do you think if the Pirates were 7-16 and 16 and in the midst of a seven-game losing streak, they would have announced this uh, extension? No. They absolutely wouldn't have. No. Bad timing. They did it when they basically knew that it, people are feeling good about the Pirates. Because guess what? It was kind of a blip on the radar. People were like, oh, that's great. Right? I mean, come on, man. Come on. We're not dumb. So, I mean, to me, it's it's important to remember that. That the only reason they did this, the only reason that they that they announced it, I should say, is because they announced it from the standpoint of they wanted to make sure that uh they took advantage of the fact that all of you out there are feeling really good about the Pirates and you're happy and you're excited. Um, and, and so, you know, they snuck it in there. But to me, you know, what, what exactly has Derek Shelton done that warrants this? That's the larger question. That's not to say he's not a good manager. That's not to say he's a bad manager. It's to say the results that he has. His results don't suggest anything about him that would suggest that he's the guy long-term. You know, we've talked a lot about the way that he mishandles pitching staffs at times. We've talked about some of his lineups. We've talked about a a bunch of different things. It's just incredible to me that, 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 that some of the things that he's done over the course of time, it's been head it's been head scratching, and yet they're going to give him. They're going to give him a contract extension before he earns it. Now, here's the thing: I'll tell you, it could turn out to be really important. It could turn out to be that um, you know. He's the guy, indeed, for the job. And if he is, well, then, you know, Ben Sherrington deserves a lot of credit for locking it up quickly. But to me, I feel like when you when you do these kinds of things, I mean, because ultimately, Derek Shelton, if you want to really get down to it, Derek Shelton's almost 100 games under... Like, he, he has almost 100 more losses than he has wins. I think his record is like 150 and, say, 247. Okay? So he's basically almost lost 100 games more than he's won. And then the other part of it is Derek Shelton is also in a place where um, I look at it and say that basically um, he lost 100 games in a row two days he lost 100 games in a row, um, or I'm sorry, he lost 100 games two years in a row, and it would have been three years in a row except for 
COVID, basically, they only played 60 games. Seriously. And I think that's what's important. So really, he, he, you know, he would have 300. He would have 300. I mean, I'm sorry, he would have three, yeah, three 100 loss seasons under his belt. A lot can happen in 162 games. That's the other part of it. And that's not, listen, I'm not trying to poo-poo what the Pirates have done. It's great. It's wonderful. It's been fun. It's been great for the city. I hope you're rooting for them. I hope you're having excitement, you know, because we do that thing here nowadays, you know, where everybody wants to be the cutting-edge guy. So if, you know, you're basically saying I'm going to take a cautious approach, you're a hater. You know that whole thing. You're a hater. Or better yet, you know, the morning show guys, you know, how about you enjoy this? Just enjoy the ride. Nobody's saying we're not enjoying the ride. Nobody's saying we're hating on them. If you're having a measure of, listen, it's a long season. In my article I wrote, I, I, I pointed out 2011. I was in Atlanta covering the series. I think they won the game 3-1. to one. It was like July, probably July 26th or something, 27th, whatever it was, 2011. They won 3-1 to one against the Braves to go into first place. It was and actually it was 100 games into the season. They were 53 and 47. 100 games into the season. The next night was the Jerry Mills game. The Jerry Mills game. If you remember that game, and actually they went 1 and 12 in the next 13 games. They went from 53 and 47 to 54 and 60 in 13 games. <laughs> they went from first place to fourth place. They ended up actually, I think, finishing third, if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the day, they literally, because, and this is the beauty of baseball. This is what people don't believe or don't understand that don't understand baseball. It is the ultimate sport that at the end of the year, you know who the best teams are after 162 games. Because it's the ultimate sport in testing your depth, your depth of your pitching staff, your organizational depth, your 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 ability to stay healthy, which obviously there's some luck involved in injuries, but at the end of the day, that's a part of it, right? Your ability, here's the other thing. Do you do you catch teams at the right time? You know, do you play the Dodgers when they're in the midst of a eight of ten losing? You know what I mean? Or do you play them when they're on one of their tears where they've won twenty one out of twenty two? That makes a difference over the course of time. You figure all of that stuff evens itself out. But at the end of the day, one hundred sixty two games does not lie about who you are. Who you are is who you are after 162 games. And so my point with respect to Derek Shelton is, why exactly are you going to give this guy an extension right now when he really hasn't done anything to earn it? 
That's the point. He's done nothing to earn it. So to me, it feels like it's really, really important to remember that. And so uh, I think that's the that's the thing that, that that really irritates me more than anything. Is that people don't understand if you say it's really early. You know, I'm going to get, I'm excited. I, I'm having fun watching them. It's fun that they're relevant. It's all of that stuff. Okay, good. But I'm also going to take a more a measured approach just kind of to say, let's see where we're at a month from now, six weeks from now. And that's what it comes down to, really. I think it's important to understand that. You can be excited and be measured. You can be excited and be measured. You can you can be, you know, enthusiastic and optimistic. And that's the way it goes. And so, you know, you don't just have to be you know, you don't just have to be that guy that is one way or the other. Either, oh, i am got bucko fever, I'm all in, they're going to win it all, they're going to be the greatest team ever, and if you don't like it, you're a hater, and if you don't accept it, you're a hater and all that other stuff. Or, you know, well, they're the, they're the pirates, they stink, they're going to lose a bunch, isn't that everything? How about, I'm just trying to say, I think they're playing good baseball right now, but it's early in the season. So I'm 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 happy for them. I'm excited that they you know that they're relevant on many levels, but I also know it can change really quickly. That's all I'm saying. And when it comes to Derek Shelton, I just don't get why you you give him an extension now. I mean, wait till the end of the season and see what it looks like, and then you can give him as many extensions as you want. Because you have all the information. But right now, the information you have is this is a guy that's directed this team that basically three straight 100 lost seasons. I get it. 2020 wasn't because they only played 60 games. If you look at their winning percentage, they would have lost 115 that year. Anyway, we've got Chris Carter coming up. It's 93.7 fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, we heard from Mike Tomlin today. <clears throat> Fan Hotline presented by Nemecolon around every corner. Nemecolon creates real life magic for guests. Let's go to uh, Mike Tomlin. And uh, I'm sorry, let's go to the Fan Hotline and talk to Chris Carter about Mike Tomlin. And of course, uh, Chris, anytime it's a couple days before the draft. Doesn't matter what else is going on in town, like, for instance, the baseball team playing really well. It's a Steelers town, and, of course, uh, everybody is trying to figure out and get an angle to figure out what exactly the Steelers are going to do in the first round. Uh, I'm assuming by now you've done a few mock drafts, correct? Oh, just a few, you know, not not like 2,000 or, or anything like that. Um, so what is your latest uh, projection as to what they're going to do? Um, my latest projection is that I think they are going to try to get a top-tier offensive tackle this class. I especially think uh, Broderick Jones is a, is a target that they really like um, between the top guys um, who could be attainable. Now, here's the crazy thing, Paul, is that you know for the longest time, we thought that these offensive tackles would fly off the board and that Broderick Jones could be the first, if not the second, or even third guy off the board. But there's some people that are starting to put Donnell right ahead of Broderick Jones, and I think that would fit the Steelers just fine. Broderick Jones projects to me as a very strong left tackle who can uh, come in. He needs a little bit of polishing, but the polishing that he can do, as Todd McShay uh, put in his latest mock draft where he talked about Broderick Jones and the Steelers being willing to move up for such a player, um, I, I think he'd be a pillar type of left tackle who could be a huge piece to the future of the Steelers' offense uh, if he's selected. So uh, I think that, that that he could be the primary target of the first round for the Steelers. What 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 is your in your mind? Why is tackle such a priority? I, I think that they have made significant investments at interior offensive line. I also think that uh, offensive tackle. Uh, is a the, the 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 kind of the the premier part of this class. The best part of this class is going to be the first round. There's really good, um, there's really good value for cornerback in the second round. There's really good value for edge rushers in the second round. I don't know if that's the case for this offensive tackle class. There's a couple guys that I think would be okay, but if we're getting we're talking about guys who can develop into you know franchise type players, first round offensive tackle is probably where you're going to have to go. I also think that when you look at uh, the other offensive linemen in this class, I really like John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tipman as centers, uh, but they're both second-round graded guys. So uh, I think that if they're going to improve the offensive line, which I do think is a priority for this group moving forward, uh, offensive tackle would be the move in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be it. I said the one thing I, I did say was that I feel like if you get an offensive tackle, um, it gives you some flexibility with Dan Moore. 
Um, he could become maybe even a guard, or he could become your swing, swing tackle. And if he's your swing tackle, given how much he's played, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I, I think that, that you know, having guys who can play different positions is really important. I, I also think you look at how this offensive line has, has worked. You know, Chikuma Korfor has been right tackle. They've tried to move him to left tackle. He hasn't stuck there. Dan Moore Jr. has kind of held on to this position the last two years. You know, I don't think the Steelers are just going to hand away anyone's job, but they're going to draft talent who's going to bring in competition and, you know, make it so that it's not an easy, it's, it's, it's not an easy uh, thing for anybody to hold on to their spot. They want guys to grind against each other and to get better at their jobs and to be able to challenge each other in training camp. They, they see that as a big part of getting this young team to shape up in a lot of ways. And, and, and listen, I get it. You know, Mike Tomlin talked about it at the owners' meetings uh, even before this week, you know, the importance of getting stronger in the ground game you know, as part of the, you know, a lot of NFL teams are starting to do that as part of a response to so many defenses specializing in stopping the pass. So, I, I do think that's part of it, and it, it's crazy when you think back, Paul, tackles the one position that I think that you can find not as many Steelers legends playing. You know, you can talk about all the great centers between, you know, Mike Webster, Damani Dawson, even Marquise Pouncey, and you could say Jeff Hardings. You know, it's it's commonly been a, a, an integral part of the great Steelers teams. Uh, you can talk about plenty of guards with Alan Fanica and David DeCastro as far as recently. Quarterback, running back, cornerback, safety, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive line. The one position where, like, I don't think that there's an author, that there's a, a uh, Hall of Fame guy or even a guy that people will really push for the Hall of Fame is offensive tackle. And that's not to knock anyone who's ever played offensive tackle, but I think that's traditionally just not been the Steelers' strongest position. It'd be interesting if that changed with this draft class. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the biggest thing is, um, uh, you know, if they do that, if they tried to move up, it would probably cost them, right? Would it cost them their that that thirtieth pick or thirty first pick or whatever it is? That's that's a, that's, a, that's a tough question here because I know teams are going to try to get it. I I think the Steelers would be more likely to part with the forty ninth pick and then maybe package a couple smaller picks along with that if that's what it costs. Uh, Brian Batko, our colleague at the Post-Gazette, did a mock draft where the Steelers traded up, uh, I think, to 12 in his. And they didn't – I think they gave up a fourth and fifth – a fourth-round pick. And uh, maybe I think it was a third and a fourth. And then they got back a fifth or something like that on top of that. So, I mean, if they could hold on to their Evo their seconds, that'd be great. But I, I think realistically some, a team, if you're moving up in – you know, if you're moving up into the top ten, definitely that's one of the second-round picks. But I think they're going to want to hold on to 32 because let's say they trade away 17 and 49, and then people are thinking, oh, man, now they don't have four picks in the top 80. Well, they probably still could because uh, 32 is a, an advantageous position where teams are probably going to make some phone calls and be like, hey, is such and such, you know, you know, such and such fell through the first round. We're willing to give up this many picks to get that guy and the Steelers would have their options there. And so they could trade down from 32 to a lower point in the second round, probably pick up another third round pick or even a fourth round pick on top of that and uh, get some ammunition. So it could be a trade up situation for 17 and then a trade down situation for 32. And I think the Steelers get the best of both worlds, maximizing on day two value, but also getting high up to make sure they get their guy in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun because even if they don't trade up or trade down, they've got three of the top fifty picks, right? So, yep, three, so you know, three top fifty, three top fifty picks. 
I mean, you potentially have three guys that are going to be, you know, maybe not quite impact players, but three guys that they're going to expect to get on the field and play this year. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing about this. And I think the other thing is that people need to be, you know, need to be ready for the possibility that, you know, a guy that they pick this year might not start. Like, they, they could – if one of those picks is an edge rusher, like, that's fine. Like, if, like, imagine if Nolan Smith falls down to them and they're like, you know what, that's the best guy on the board. Offensive tackle, uh, a cornerback, they're gone, but somehow this guy fell to us. Nolan Smith projects to be, like, a premier talent at, 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 the, uh, at the edge rushing position. Uh, you know, it's like, you know what? He might not start this year, but he'll be the best third option off the bench. And for the future, he could be great for the, for us moving forward. I think the Steelers, they're going to be very open-minded to the possibility of just adding talent wherever they can, if it's the best talent they see on the board. But yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of chances. I, I like the second round value for cornerback. Uh, I like it for center. I like it for linebacker. I like it for edge rusher and defensive line. A lot of really good talent that you could come away with. And, you know, if you get three guys who become solid contributors this year, that has the makings of being part of this new nucleus that you're trying to put together to carry the franchise forward. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting, I think, um, to see how, you know, this whole thing comes together. Now, beyond tackle – I mean, I, I still – I know they got Allen Robinson. I still think they could get a receiver, and it wouldn't be, uh, you know, the worst decision. Who else? Uh, what else uh, do you think they need? Well, one thing that was interesting, and Mike DeFabo, I think, tweeted this out the best way. It, you know, Omar Khan was naming all the positions that the Steelers are very interested in this year, and that when he finished the list, Mike Tomlin jumped in and said, and tight end. And I, I was like, a, hmm. That seemed like Mike was a little interest, a little excited to get that point in there, and it made me wonder who would they get it tight end. Now, some people might think, well, they already have three because they got Fryerruth, they've got Gentry, and they've got Hayward. Well, Connor Hayward's more of an uh, an age back. Like you're gonna put him like kind of like how they've used um, Derek Watt over in recent years, motion him to like you know the fullback position, move him around with the offense, but he's not a traditional tight end. He's just not big enough. So go get your big enough guy. And I, I think uh, Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, could be the guy that falls to the second round that they might have their eye on. He's an athletic freak. He's six foot seven. He blocks uh, like a maniac, and he's he's a bully on the offense when he comes to put, you know putting guys down in the run game. But he also has like an insane catch radius and really good athleticism. I, I think that that's a position that people might be overlooking. If you get a guy like Darnell Washington and a guy like Fryermuth. Imagine the 12 personnel sets you're going to get where you got two tight ends, two wide receivers, and Najee Harris out there for Kenny Pickett to play with. And then that could be your, your one of your base formations where you run the ball because you got two tight ends. Washington, I think, will be more of your blocker than Fryermuth. Um, and then you still got passing threats with four guys who can get down the field and Muth, Washington, uh, Johnson, and presumably uh, Pickens there. I, I also agree with you. Wide receivers not off the table. I think it's not necessarily a – first or second round priority but if there's a guy that slips to the third and fourth round that they really like I don't think that they'll hesitate to take a wide receiver there but yeah tight end don't overlook that as a possibility wow tight end I didn't even think about that um but you know I think obviously part of what they have to do right is they're committed to Kenny Pickett so part of what they need to try and do is make it um as easy for him or whatever to to succeed, and that means surrounding him with players, what be it a tackle, a tight end, or a receiver, right? Yeah, and that's the whole thing. There, I think they want to build a young offense 
that has guys on it who can kind of be part of this next generation of what they want to build with a, with a really talented Steelers offense. And that's going to be getting guys who are young, can be, can be, can be long-term additions there. And sure, they also want to get younger on defense. That's how they'll get that, that the defensive side of the ball to be less expensive compared to last year on their salary cap. But um, I, I do think, yeah, like if they see, like I, I, I would not go against all. I know they have Mason Cole and he played very well last year. I know they added Isaac Samala and they got Kevin Dotson. They got James Daniels, all these interior offensive linemen. But man, both John Michael Schmidt, Schmidt out of Minnesota and Joe Tittman out of Wisconsin, both of those guys look like they could be franchise center players. And again, center is a position where the traditional great Steelers teams have had really talented guys playing that spot because it controls the middle part of the line. They're usually when they have those players, they're the captain of the offensive line, and they can keep everyone else in line while also being dominant at their positions. Mason Cole's very good, but I wouldn't call him dominant as a player. And if they got a player like one of those guys I mentioned, man, I think that could be part of it. So, yeah, building around Kenny Pickett is absolutely a priority, but also – just building to get talent, period. That's the ultimate goal here. I don't think they're going to zero in on a specific position. They're going to make sure, hey, this is how our board is. This is who we think is the most valuable player at this position or at this point of the draft. This is how we'll operate. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be the key, though, is to making it so that Kenny Pickett's surrounded by as many good players as he can possibly be surrounded by in order to try and, and maximize his ability to have success. Absolutely. And I talked about this with Jim Wexel on Locked on Steelers uh, for today's episode uh, that, that's out there on YouTube and all the different podcasting platforms. But, you know, not passing up on really good talent. I mean, you think about like, you know, he brought up a great, a, a, a great point here. He was like the Steelers had a chance to just draft Emmett Smith and they chose not to because they had recently drafted Tim Worley. And it's like the idea like, man, if you think you have a Hall of Fame talent and he's right, he's right in your sights, you, you should take that guy, you know. Some people thought he said back in the day, some people thought Rod Woodson might have been a luxury pick for the, all the position strength that they had at there. And it turned out one of the greatest cornerbacks, not just in franchise history, but of all time. So, um, you know, I think that there's, they're going to be very open to the idea of getting whoever they can. And I know that some people are probably thinking out there, wait a minute, you're not saying they're going to draft Bijan Robinson. No, I don't think they're going to draft him. But I do think that, like, you know, when you're looking at player players that, that could be at center, at tight end, at um, at offensive tackle, at cornerback, even when you think that, you know, you might have one already. If they see another guy there, like say they drafted Joey Porter Jr. in the first round and then the third round or the second round, they see a guy who can be really a big part of that future as well. I don't think that they'd be afraid to double dip in that situation. Um, also, again, edge rusher, I think, is another position where you think they're good with T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. I think they'd be very happy to add a, 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 young, a young guy there who could be who could project to turn into a starter in maybe three four years uh, down the road. So uh, lots of doors open for them. But again, like Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan said today, this is a deep draft class, and they're happy with a lot of the depth at several different positions that they could they, they could see a value for. Well, uh, I really appreciate you jumping on and taking some time, and uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, do it again before Thursday. Of course, Paul. Call me anytime. All right, brother. That is um, that is uh, Chris Carter from Pittsburgh, uh, from the Post Gazette, and of course, he breaks it down as well as anybody. 
it is the Paul's Ice Show. It's 93.7. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 93.7 The Fan wants to visit your youth baseball and softball teams in action with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Parents and coaches send us an email to youth sports at 93.7 The Fan to register your team. Ages 12 and younger, 93.7 The Fan may be making a stop to see a game or tournament brought to you by Living Treasures. Of the Laurel Highlands, uh, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. The sun is shining. Spring is here anytime you get. And time to get a great deal in Silverado as a Colorado. Stop in online at sunchevy.com. Tonight, very chilly, low of 33, partly sunny skies. Temps in the high 50s both Tuesday and Wednesday. The 60s will return on Thursday. <clears throat> Uh, so a little earlier we were talking about your buckos and I was talking about the fact that 162 games is a long, long time. So yes, we will, uh, you know, ex- be excited about them in the, in the, uh, in the short term, but there are some things you've got to look at to see, uh, what is going to be probably sustainable and what is not. That's always the question. Connor Joe is not going to hit 357. Okay. He's not. He's not going to be a guy who, um, you know, gives you what he's giving you right now. Uh, OPS 1.097 on base 455. He's been a really good player in terms of, you know, what he's done so far. But, again, uh, if you look at his career, he's probably going to come back to earth. I would say the same thing about Jason DeLay. Ryan Reynolds is probably about what he's going to be doing, which is he's hitting the 290 now. That's probably where he was. He was really way out of his mind before. Cuts is probably right around where he's going to be, 275, right? Um, his power numbers have been good. Four home runs through 20 games. I mean, you figure if he plays, uh, what, um, you know, if he plays, say, at this clip, if he plays 240, or I'm sorry, 200, if he plays 140 games, which, you know, I could see that. You know, you're talking now about 21 or 25 to 28 home runs. That that would be an incredible season for him. So I think his power numbers will probably slow down a little bit. 
Sawinski's a guy who hits home runs, so his numbers don't really surprise me. The, 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 the thing I'm trying to say is I think it's a little bit scary, but I don't see anybody who is really underperforming at the plate. I mean, Cabrian Hayes is only hitting 227. But he's not really a guy that's going to do much more, you know, with his power numbers. So that's what I'm telling you is the most important thing, uh, you know, in in that case. I don't know that you're going to get that much out of him. I just don't. And I think that's that's really what's uh, difficult about it all. To be honest, that's really what's difficult is that you know, I don't know what you're going to get out of him at the plate. Now, he's really worth his weight in gold, uh, you know, in the field. But it's not like there's all these power numbers that are out there, um, really, to be honest. I just don't think there are. So he's kind of who he is. And I think that's that's really difficult. In so many ways, that's really, really difficult. So, I think that that's the thing that you look at their batting, uh, you know, their performance, and I think there are a few guys that are really a little bit over their head, but not many, and I think you started to see it over the last few games cool off a little bit. Because, to me... You know, they were they were scoring six, seven, eight runs or whatever, 13 runs in a couple of those games. Now, you know, these last few games, they've won, what, two to one, two to nothing, you know, which would suggest pitching. And that's the thing that I would tell you that let's look what you think might be sustainable and what probably isn't sustainable. Mitch Keller so far has been really good. And I, you know, that's his talent. I think he should be a good pitcher for them. I think he's a guy that probably is going to be their, you know, their best pitcher. I think that's sustainable. The rest of it, I don't know if any of it is sustainable. You know, Ronzi Contreras has actually probably underachieved a little bit. But, you know, to, to be honest with you, I, I he's one of those guys that he might be another year or two away before he really, really develops into the pitcher that they thought he was, you know, and they thought they were getting when they traded for him. Johan uh, Oviedo, not sure. Not sure what you're going to get out of him the rest of the year. Uh, it, it seems like he's got some good stuff. But, again, I, I have a hard time believing he's going to have a 1.1 whip, um, you know, at the end of this thing. I, I have a hard time believing that. That, that you know, I just don't – and Rich Hill, to me, is a guy that I, I have to see a lot more from him. I know what he's capable of doing. I know what he's do, uh, capable of doing. That's really what it comes down to. So, it's just basically going to be, um, uh, it's just basically going to be interesting to see how much of this stuff is actually sustainable. How much of it is actually going to continue. And then you've also got a lot of what I would call injury issues that could come uh, or might not come. You know, if they stay healthy, that's another factor. It's going to be really cool, though, 
It's going to be really cool, though, to watch this team develop this year. And, of course, I don't want to throw this out there now. Joel, I, I don't want to throw this out here now because I'll be accused of being a hater and all that other stuff. But Carlos Santana, Rich Hill, I mean, you know, how old is let, – let me look here real quick. Um, hang on one second. Let me look to see how old this guy is. Uh, Connor Joe. He's 30. I hate to bring this one up, but if they're close to 500, but not in contention or, you know, not really in contention. Here we go again. Will this organization say it's important for us to try and finish over 500? So we're going to stay the course? Or will they say, hey, we got a really good half season out of Carter Joe? Let's see if we can trade him for a prospect. Carlos Santana. If he's still hitting 253 with a little bit of power. Let's see what we can get for him. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, let's see what we can get for Rich Hill. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But how many times have we seen it, Joel? And if you take away, start taking away three or four of those guys and you replace them with young guys who aren't really ready to be in the majors, that's when the bottom falls out, isn't it? You know, and Tyler Anderson, or rather uh, Rich Hill, much like Tyler Anderson and Jose Quintana, left-handed pitchers. That's right. You know? Those are guys, it's going to be too tempting for them to not, it's going to be too tempting for them to not trade those guys. What I would like to see is they get to the trade deadline, Joel. They're one game over 500. And they're, you know, within two games of the division lead and say actually in the second wild card spot. And now we get to the trading deadline. Then what happens? I think it's a matter of if you strike a deal that you weren't expecting to get, like the return, if it's something unbelievable, something you weren't expecting to get, I think you have to take that. But if it's a deal where it feels underwhelming, you don't like the value on it, I think you just have to keep the player. But, I mean, if they strike something incredible, then they might have to go through with trading one of those guys. I mean, they're not really going to be here in the long, long run. So you might have to end up, you might have to end up, you know, trading one of them if, you know, for the right price. Right. Right. Um, That's the big thing. Uh, I I, I would tell you, um, I just feel like if they do trade them, they're making it very clear that this season, you know, is not a priority winning right now. If, and here's the thing. There will be a mutiny if they if they trade guys like that and they're in playoff position. Definitely, yeah. If, if they're if they're six or seven games out, okay, it's one thing. It might speak to just how far behind they are, possibly. You know, if they're like you said in contention, but still going through with the trade. 
Right. I mean, I just think that's 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 the most uh, interesting thing to me. Um, really, it's that it's it's just uh, it's got to be the right situation. It really is. It's got to be the right situation. And so, if they're going to trade them, two things need to happen. One, they need to bring up their best prospects to fill those spots because people will be okay with it then. And two, they need to make sure that they're not in contention. But if they're in somewhat in contention, I don't care if they're two games out or three games out, Joel, they need to add some players this year. Contention is contention. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying you sell out. I'm not saying you could you sell out and everything else, completely sell out, sell you know. But I do think that you have to uh, make sure that if you are and, and you know when I say sell out, I mean I'm not saying you go on and just trade everybody. I'm saying you know you do need to try and make a few uh, 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 moves in order to make sure that it happens for you. So uh, we'll see. We're going to talk to Jason Mackey next about it all. Uh, I already did the weather. It's the Paul's Eye Show. It's 93.7 The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.